0: hey folks uh welcome to the ross show my name's roscoe i'll be your host today we're gonna be talking about winter boating in the grand canyon um hopefully it's a good one i haven't recorded it yet so i don't know is it gonna be good is it gonna be shitty who fucking knows not me but if you listen you'll figure it out at the end uh before we get started, I'd like to read just a couple um a couple reviews of the podcast um first review your podcast Sucked dick um that one isn't very nice um next review um no, it was pure gold oh, or that was the same review maybe I don't know um oh we'll get into more reviews as we get going. How about we just kick it off with the song? Uh, This one's called uh, Motherfucking Rafter, and it's by your favorite band, Low Side Demand.
1: I'm a motherfucking horseman Apocalypse for horseman You do it yourself? Of course, man I don't trust these bitches as far as I can see The sketchy is fucking trying to kill me No, I don't trust these goobs No, I don't trust these whores I wear a ring. Sometimes
2: i oh.
0: All right, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that song by LSD. Motherfucking Rafter. I like to think of that as a classic, essential, low-side-demand song. Um, It's about just that, being a motherfucking rafter. And that's probably what we'll talk about today. Um, You know, it's January... And uh, I don't know about you, but I got a case of those uh, not-going-rafting blues. And, uh, you know, there's nothing really I can do about it. It's fucking cold here in Colorado. Um, You know, not that much longer to wait. Hopefully back on the water a month or two, you know? Get that first trip end of February, beginning of March usually, down in the gorge. Pretty nice. Um, Maybe some of you guys are lucky and in a different country or, uh, intralingua, somewhere warm, or maybe you got a private Grand Canyon trip. That's right. Um, I fucking love going down the Grand Canyon. Um, I've only been four times. Um, on my third time down, I met a guy, uh, it was his, uh, 28th time down the canyon. um, and uh which was uh really it was quite the kinkadin cuz it was my 20 uh eighth time uh fucking his mother no i don't know um anyways uh you know people always brag about their grand canyon trips oh i've done 21 oh i've done 22 trips well i've done 4 um and uh they were all unique and fun Let's see, I got my map out here. Um, I mean, I've read this stuff before. the flipping of the pages probably sound good um, yeah, where to start? I don't think I'm gonna read any of this stuff. Let's get right into it. Um hope you guys are having a good day. It's Saturday. Woo! It's uh, getting close to 420. And uh, got myself a Bloody Mary from our sponsor, The Real Dill. Do you just uh, wake up in the morning sometimes feeling like trash, just wishing that um, you could uh, not feel like straight garbage and instead have a little buzz while also getting some essential vitamins and nutrients to help you deal with your hangover and start your next day of drinking and you're just sick and tired of your average bloody mary just like tomatoey bullshit you don't have a bunch of horseradish or pepper to doctor it up um the real deal's got you covered guys uh This Bloody Mary is so fucking good. I know I've talked about it before on this show, but got to shout them out again. Um, Go get yourself one. The Real Dill. That's right, folks. It's delicious. Even 2 chains enjoys a Real Dill pickle from time to time. Mmm. So crunchy that they make... Mmm, not the best podcast snack. I'm going to enjoy that pickle anyways. Got that caraway garlic today. Very delicious pickle. It's garlicky. It's kind of a classic dill flavor, but it's better than your normal Valsic dill pickle. You know? Anyways. Oh. Hope you enjoyed this song. Um... Running out of low side demand songs that I have recorded. But um, working on a hip hop EP, that's right, folks. You heard it here first. Um, pretty much got everything dialed in, just uh, finishing up one song about LNT uh, that I'm pretty excited about. There's a song in there about the real deal, it's a song about um, me being a cucumber and my transformation into a pickle. It's a very deep song, um, and it's also crunchy as these fucking real dill pickles. So that was a little uh, something about our sponsors. How about back to the show? Um, Oh, speaking of sponsors, I guess we better shout out our other sponsor, uh, which is Dabs. I know probably thinking man that must have been a hard sponsor to snag but we did it here at the Ross show um we really go find out find uh sponsors that uh, really speak to us and are things that we actually use like dabs here on the Ross show so we're gonna fire one up oh yeah we got the torch going to get this bitch nice and hot um let's see what are we dabbing today Ooh, I don't have the lid on this one. It's some kind of live resin. I don't know if I've mentioned my uh, live resin story on the show yet, but uh, one time I was working a trip. I probably mention this, I'll probably mention this like every time, just cause I'm getting all fucked up on dabs and every time I smoke live resin, I think about this guy called himself, Mr. i missed a Chow, he called himself, you know, from The Hangover. Anyways, uh, oh man, my torch is dying, but I think I'm going to be able to squeeze this one dad out of here. I don't know if I missed, or if it was too hot, or on the... But I fucked that up. It was a fail. I don't know what I'm gonna do now. Torch is out. Totally fucked. My sponsor's gonna be so disappointed. Not like I'm trying to quit. I'm just not my sponsor in like AA or anything, just, uh, you know, dabs as a sponsor of the show. They're gonna be disappointed because I'm not even doing one oh there's a Schmi dog in here She's uh, an alaskan husky she's very cute i know you can't see her because this is an audio only podcast uh, but you're just gonna have to take my word for it she is one cute puppy she looks like a little dingo it's very adorable uh, Schmiegel's never been down the Grand Canyon because dogs aren't allowed to go, even though one time I saw a dog down there, um, and, uh, man, I'm only on episode three, and I can't remember which fucking stories I've told and which stories I haven't, so I'll just say it. So there's this guy down there with a the dog. We lost a bunch of shit in a flip. Sean Gore flipped. I don't know if I got into this when I was talking about how Sean Gore sucks, but we won't make this episode all about him, even though fuck him. Um, we're down uh, setting up for Havasu, and uh, there's the ledges camp, so we're like at the shitty one. There's some people at the nice one. Those are the fuckers with the dog. These people roll in. It's getting kind of late. They're like, they're like, hey, uh, we found uh, a bag of rope and a wooden Buddha. Is that your guys's? We're like, that is ours. We lost that wooden Buddha and that bag of rope. And uh, anyways, there we were like, you probably want to camp here, and they were like, we do. So they came over and camped with us, and we opened up some bottles for them for finding some of our gear. Got all fucked up and next morning we're floating by the next camp. They were downriver of us and uh they're like, Did you have a good time last night? We're like, Yeah, it's a pretty fun night. And they're like, Yeah, it sounded like it. Uh we even uh heard yeah, I was like, Oh, were we a little loud? And they're like, Yeah, we heard everything, even the threats on our lives and our dog's life. I was like, But that was Craig, so that had nothing to do with us um anyways uh so yeah fuck that dog anyways i'd like i'd uh let craig kill that dog probably no just kidding the raw show does not support the murdering of helpless animals even if their owners are dumb and take them into a beautiful place like the grand canyon let them run off leash and shit everywhere you know Anyways, uh, still trying to take this dab. Now I'm out of butane. I'm totally fucked. I don't know. God damn it. I don't know what we're going to do. We're just getting into this show. I'm like, do I need to take a break so I can figure out this whole fucking dab situation? I don't know. I don't know. Damn it! There's gotta be a way. Oh man. Get out my Coleman Grill. Is that what I'm gonna have to do? Is that what things have come to? To do dabs off my Coleman Grill like I'm some fucking homeless fucking bum fucking. There, oh, there's a bonfire right by my house that I got out of hand last night. Fire department came. That was cool. City living, baby. Um, I just feel like I'm way too sober to be talking to myself like this. Um, so let's take a quick break for our sponsors. I'll get my shit together. I'll take some dabs. And uh, then we'll get right back into this Grand Canyon talk. And, uh, so, we'll be right back, folks. Uh, here's another message from our sponsors. All right, uh, welcome back to the Ross Show. This is Roscoe, and, uh, I found a couple shitty torches I'm trying to get work. This one might work. I think I'm just gonna do it right on the nectar collector. It's gonna heat up faster. And then I can just dip it in the shit. And, uh yeah and maybe i'll be stoned enough to talk about boating in the grand canyon because to be honest sober as i am right now i can't remember anything about the grand canyon i don't even know if i've been down there because when i'm down there i'm so goddamn blitz that uh i mean i'm not because who would bring marijuana into a national park not me alright <clears throat> alright alright we're back in business folks Chase that dab down a little bloody you know what while it's still warm why not one more if I get a stupid fucking torch working so yeah if you listen to the show want to support the show send me a new torch you know this one's fucking shitty I'll never be able to deliver quality podcast episodes without a high functioning torch to get myself torched. Alright. So, uh, when doing dabs, you're going to want to get that, uh. that, uh. whatever you call the thing. I don't know all the technical terms, uh, the little metal piece. Uh, It's nice and red and hot. And then, uh. now it's not. And now I'm going to hit that shit. Alright. Where were we? Grand Canyon. Um, The Grand Canyon is a section of the Colorado River. It runs through Arizona. And the put-in is called Lee's Ferry. Um, I always feel like the hardest part about Grand Canyon trips are fucking getting there. Getting to the Grand Canyon is usually a pain in the ass. Unless you live in Flagstaff, then it's probably easy. But if you don't live in Flagstaff, it's always an uh, epic adventure getting out there. I remember on my, especially uh, if you're going to do a winter trip and you're coming from somewhere cool like Colorado or Idaho, you're going to hit a snowstorm maybe Um, because it is winter, even though you are planning on going rafting the trip there, you're like, It's winter time, And even when you're in the canyon, it might seem like winter, but not all the time. So, yeah, getting a lease ferry. My first trip, I had just graduated from college uh, in the winter. um, December-ish, beginning of December, beginning middle, I think. Um, Graduated with outdoor leadership degree and had just, um, I was supposed to leave the day after graduation, my family came up for graduation, we went up to Crested Butte, um, the night before graduation, and, uh, partied our asses off, um, really, uh, some people went home early, like my parents, and, uh, some cousins and an aunt hang hung out later, and we all got into some debauchery. Um, but yeah, some of that I probably shouldn't mention. Ha ha ha! Um, you know who you are. Um, anyways, we were getting fucked up. I was dancing with my auntie, and uh, they thought I was dancing too wildly. I don't think I got kicked out, though, that particular night. I think it was at the Eldo, maybe, is where we ended up. And uh, some tourist wanted to buy weed from me, so I snuck off and sold them weed. But then everyone was trying to go home right then, and they couldn't find me because um, I had a bunch of weed for my grand trip. Then I was like, I don't know if I have enough money for this grand trip because there's going to be two back-to-back grand trips. It was going to be like 75 days. And I was like... Maybe I'll sell this guy, like, some overpriced weed and make a buck from him, you know? And, uh, so anyways, uh, get back to the condo. So fucking drunk. Completely blacked out. Totally fucked. And I decided to go up to my dad's room and, uh, try to mess around with him. And, uh, I don't know if I wanted to fight him or what I was trying to do. But I was definitely trying to wake him up and be an asshole. And then uh, I'm pretty sure he threw me down the stairs. But I don't know. Then in the morning, I'm super fucking hungover. I got to move a bunch of Sean Gore shit out of some random person's house. I don't know why that was my fucking responsibility. Anyways, I stole some of that stuff for the trip. So I guess it worked out. Um but I think I mostly wanted to bring that up because there was a couple bongs back there back in the day when my mom wasn't cool with me smoking pot. Um, yeah, so I was like moving on. Like I was like, yeah, you grab that snowboard and I'm going to grab the this jacket with a bunch of glass in it. I don't know. Anyways, um, the ceremony um, totally fucked. Luckily, there's a bottle of water I, like, wrote a short story about how shitty my whole college experience was and how it was just a bunch of sitting in chairs and... I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Um, But I graduated. I did it. I didn't puke. And, uh... Then was just getting ready to leave the next morning for my grand trip when the TL called at like, probably at like three or four in the evening. He's like, um, and I was supposed to be packing, but I was so hungover, I was just napping and he's like, uh, change of plans. You guys aren't leaving tomorrow morning. You guys need to leave right now because we had a bunch of group gear and, uh, We were just afraid all the roads in Colorado were going to close. At least the ones leaving Gunnison. So we just, uh, it already snowed like close to a foot in like the last 12 hours. And so, yeah, we, I think around midnight, we started getting the truck packed. Like some drunk local walked by. He's like, what the fuck are you guys doing with all those boats? I'm like, you're too drunk for us to explain this to you. Um, and then I was, I was fucked. I was just like so hungover. Like, I can't, I, I didn't have a real deal, Bloody Mary, to fix my scenario. I was just stuck being so hungover. And, uh, and, uh, But I was traveling uh, with a kid who also graduated that day, and uh, I had him drive, which was awesome. And I napped, and I was just like, wake me up when you start dozing off, and then I should be good. And then, yeah, we made it to the town. We didn't even go into Flagstaff because we just had all the gear in the back of my little Toyota that we needed. They were going to get all like the stuff getting rented and whatnot, which was a lot of stuff just like that we snagged from the school's wilderness program. And uh, yeah, so I remember we like s- I, like picked up some booze and some cigarettes and uh, we grabbed some tacos And then we went to Lee's Ferry, and then it was windy as fuck, and we were fucking pooped from driving all through the night, and then it was like kind of the middle of the day, and I took some naps, and then the rest of the group showed up. Um, That first trip was... I think it started out seven, went to eight, and then we ended with six, and, uh, and then four of us that were on that trip, we're going to go on the next trip. And this first trip was there. Um, and I wasn't the TL by the way, cause I think it's stretched maybe the rules were different back then. Cause I know now you get 25 days in the inner Canyon and then you get like th- two or three days to get out. But I think he felt like you could spend as much time in that end part, and maybe that's the case, and I'm wrong. I don't know. But anyways, that first trip was 31 days, and, like, the second one was 35 days. I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, And then, like... The last two trips, I was the TL4, and I planned them to be 28 days. So the 25 days that you get in the Inner Canyon, just take all of it, and then um, and then just three days to get out. I don't know what order if I should talk about everything about um, going down the Grand Canyon in the winter, but it all starts with getting a permit. Um, so like this first trip, I wasn't the TL. So, um, this guy that I was, uh, buying weed from, um, and I'd, I'd met him on a uh, Westwater trip. He just got off, I think a grand trip with some people who used to work at Wayo where I used to work, but I never met the guy because he left the year I got there. Anyways, this is like a way of trip, so they had some of those old guides. So I met um Dan and then uh this dude, Nick, and uh and uh yeah my friend who I drove down there with. I drove from Wyoming, picked her up in Winter Park. Went to Fruita, this is for the Westwater trip, and uh, and she was going to buy the gas for the way back, but then she was trying to fuck this dude, Nick, and instead of uh, coming home with me, she, like, went camping with them, and, uh, yeah. Anyways, I did a bunch of her dough, so I guess we're even. And, uh, it was a long drive back, I remember that because that whole trip was one long trip, (laughs) um, to say the least. It was fun, though. A little four-day through Ruby, Westwater. That was my first overnighter, and uh, I met the guy who ended up taking my first two grand trips on that, so that little four day trip where I didn't even know there was a Groover on the trip. I just thought you weren't supposed to shit for four days. (laughs) And uh, I was just fucked up and didn't really eat any food. And that was that. Um, But yeah, met this dude on that trip. Didn't get his number or anything. But then um, at Western in Gunnison, I was just in the library like I always was, pretending to study and uh, bumped into him there. And then he started selling me really good weed. And then and then I was like picking up weed one day and he was talking about this double dip Grand Canyon winter trip. And you can only do one trip each year. But you can do them back to back in December and January. So he had his December permit and then he pulled the January one for the following year. And uh and you know people don't want to go down the Grand Canyon in the winter time' it's cold, and that's fine with me. Um, you know with the gear they have these days, I don't see the problem, even though I've never even brought a dry suit down there before, a dry pants before, but sometimes just a rain jacket and splash pants. I don't know. I try to stay in the boat, fleeces anyways. You have better odds of pulling a trip in the winter. And that's why, I mean, you can talk about people who have been down there 20 days, but there's also a lot of people who have never been down there and might never even get to do it. And the reason I've got to go four times is that I've chosen to go in the wintertime. So I hate to let the cat out of the bag on that one, but I don't think a whole lot of people listen to this. And... uh Fuck it. I don't care. Do I need to go back there again? Maybe, but... It's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> Especially being a TL. And that's what this whole first trip I learned. Is that... If you do decide to pull a Grand Canyon trip and you are a TL... You really want to make sure you bring down people that have your back. And, uh, I would never bring a stranger down the Grand Canyon. I've, like, almost let, like, significant others go that I didn't know. Um, But, luckily that never happened. And... As I kind of tell the story of this first trip, I think that'll kind of make it make sense. While these days, I always, the last two trips I've, uh, trip led, eight people, 28 days, eight people that I know, eight people who are all boaters, maybe like a girlfriend. We had that once, but at least I knew her, um... And then even like when you bring boaters, like if you're like me and just a day run commercial boater, then a lot of the people that you know that are great boaters haven't really done big expeditions or overnight trips. Um, So it might take them a second to realize that it's not like their vacation to Maui with their parents. It's a working vacation that takes a lot of work and teamwork from everybody. And just like people who just can kind of go with the flow because just the whole planning of everything is hard. And you can try to get as much input from everyone ahead of time of like where people want to go. But at a certain point, as the TL, you just have to figure out how the fuck you're going to get the people you brought down there at the end, on time, with making it the most fun and try to take suggestions along the way, but, I mean, that was kind of the conflict that happened on uh, my first two trips. It's just, like, people wanting to do different stuff, and it's like, who fucking cares if you fucking tickle your balls in what fucking random canyon if you're fucking... Getting it from behind in Jackass Creek or getting double-fisted in Badger Creek, you know? Who fucking cares, dude? There's so many good hikes. They're all great. Find ones that work with the time you have. It's like you can try to do all the best ones, but then you'll bump into other people. And it's like the best part about being down there is just not being around anybody. You know, At least I think so. So one day I was just hanging out, with that guy's talking about these Grand Canyon trips and he's like, Yeah. I'm, and you row boat, right? Like, yeah. Fuck yeah I do. He's like, Well are you all ready for the trip then? I'm like, Well I guess so. Cause I would never turn that down. The timing was perfect just at graduation, you know? Um, and fuck yeah, and he needed me, (laughs) um, because, uh, not everyone who goes down the Grand Canyon is boaters, so, um, he was, uh, a kayaker, had done a little rowing, um, I'm a commercial oarsman at that point. I was probably just like four or five years in, but some pretty solid experience. Running good class four whitewater. And uh, we had one other guy, really great boater. um, Spent a lot of time in Honduras dropping waterfalls in little boats. and, uh, And then there was one guy who had never boated before and learned how to boat floating into the grand Canyon. And that was the boating experience on the first trip. And we all ran a boat. I had a 16 foot Avon pro. Um, and then the other that I got from my boss and then our other three boats came from our schools, wilderness pursuits program. Um, and, uh, it was an 18-foot cat, a 16-foot cat, and a 14-foot boat. And... I had a guy ride along with me. Um, Ira. Maybe been rafting once. Or maybe never before. <laughs> um, just a pretty cool hippie dude. And... uh There was like some other random chick from New York who the TL was banging. And then <sighs> there's this dude, Ryder. A lot of like his friends from the Appalachian Trail around that trip. So a lot of hiking experience. So everyone wanted to do a lot of hiking. I don't even think I'd ever even been hiking before that trip. <laughs> like not more than like a mile or two. It's probably where I fell in love with hiking. Really excellent hikes down at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Recently went to the top of the Grand Canyon. What a shit show. It's so different. The first people we see are these two kids and they're like they just got back from a hike from hiking down in they're like, oh, it's so much better down at the bottom. And I'm like, if you only knew. <laughs> it's one thing probably just to get all the ways down there, but to be able to float the whole fucking thing, it's fucking amazing. Anyways, so we took off from Lee's Ferry on that first trip, and we camped at Badger Creek. It's the first little rapid, um, pretty easy rapid pretty big eddy. It's big. Your uh, boats are kind of moving in the water all night, but uh, it works. It's an okay camp. It's pretty shitty, but it's eight miles in. And just, uh, we didn't have a lot of experience on our trip. So we're just like, let's get eight miles in, you know? And um, where is like, On my third trip that I trip led, we ran through that sheer wall. Oh, so this first trip, it was running 20,000. And my third trip, it was running 38,000. Yeah, maybe 46,000. It was really big. It was like a big water release to do shit with the beaches but instead of floating eight miles like in the first trip we floated um just um right outside of we are like a mile like less than a mile outside of red wall cavern we should have just pushed there and camped there illegally but we're rule followers and camped on this like shitty like piece of rock because these people have like the last little camp um probably um, maybe they're at like i don't know they're at one of these camps on the left the water was so big all the camps were underwater so we just didn't see camps for a long time and then it was finally got dark we had to pull over We went like 32 miles instead of 8 miles. Give me a little perspective of what your first day could be. Somewhere from 8 to 35 miles. I bet kayakers will even do more. Or people in the summertime when the days are longer. But it always takes a while to get off the beach from Lee's Ferry. Sorry about the noise of the flipping of pages, but... Yeah, do what I gotta do. Um, Let's see. Try to clear out this bowl. Use this tab pen to clear out my bowl. Because I'm a dirtbag like that. Alright. There we go. Let's see, what do we got to smoke today? Ooh, the Mac. Uh, this shit is fucking dank as fuck. It is very crystally and very dense. Man, I don't even think I can break this shit. Oh, it hurts my fingers. Oh, it's so fucking sticky. Oh, oh man. Stinks like a skunk's cut, am I right? Uh Sorry about the swearing, but the Roth show... The Roth show show by Roscoe is not for your children. So, keep that in mind. Um, Oh, man. I mean, this shit is so dick. I get my weed from a place in Denver called Lit. And, uh... There yesterday night after work, and uh, there's like a couple people in line outside, all spread out with their masks on. And the guy who works there was out there. He's like, "Oh yo, Ross, we'll get you in there soon." It's like I, he's used my name before, but like with my ID, you know. So I was like, "That guy just fucking knows my name." So I really do have a problem. Oopsie daisy. Um, yeah. A fourteen dollar gram of wax or a nineteen dollar eighth. Stop on by Lit. See, well, local shout out. That's on uh, Broadway and Evans. It's uh, right next to a little weed shop called Cookies, which uh, always has like a line, and I wanted to check it out. Apparently, people like to pay fifty dollars an eighth still, and. just like this really bougie, swanky weed shop from California. So fucking dumb. Um, or, you know, just not for me. Different strokes for different folks. I'd rather just... uh. You know, I don't know. Not having to deal with a pot dealer is kind of nice. But at the same time, if weed were legal, probably would have never started hanging out with the TL on my first trip and there we go full circle ah fuck just need a normal fucking lighter alright sorry about the technical difficulties folks that loud uh, clicking noise, fun. That's fun. Oh, fuck. All right. Dun, 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 dun. One more try. All right. We're in business now. smoking out of a silicone chillum right now this thing's pretty dope it's got a little cap on it that's a little dab container so that would be practical for the river (laughs) anything silicone right um so let's see what else to say about that first trip we hiked everywhere like all the bullshit hikes you never need to do in the grand canyon we did between that first and second trip because we had two and so we didn't really hit anything twice except for like the big ones um as far as whitewater goes the beginning uh, there's a couple like class fives which Grand Canyon's a class 10 scale so that's like a class two and a half um house rock rapid's the first big one um pretty fun rapid you can pull away from the big stuff or I've seen Benny D and a 14 foot Avon just drop right into every hole on that left hand side and make it look easy so but you're not Benny D so you should probably just pull away pull right at big flows you can just run right and when I ran it at really big flows let's say 38 I think that sounds right um, didn't even see it. There was just big waves everywhere. Who knew, you know, should have paid attention to the map. But I figured I would like recognize House Rock Rapid and be like, we're at House Rock. But we just blew up right on by it. There's like a couple other landmarks that people are even taking pictures of. And still, I was just like, no, didn't see it um let's see i think i've even camped at house rock before on the right um you can scout from the left and then on the right there's a camp there Again, like, it's it's one of those camps that's going to beat up your boat. You're just getting smashed against rocks by the current, and uh, it's loud right by the rapid. Sometimes it's nice, but I wouldn't really recommend the camp at House Rock. And it's kind of a hard eddy to catch, too. So... Let's see. Apparently, yeah, Indian Dick is a rapid. Sure. Um, And that first trip was just weird, like, uh, going down with uh, people who weren't boaters. So I just felt like... um, I don't know, at first, first, I remember like that first night being like, like everyone had like backpacking experience or like their wilderness first aides and wilderness first responders and like a lot of like wilderness experience and I'm just a commercial boater that boats along the highway most days, you know, so, um, I almost fell out of my element and then all of these people didn't know to boat. So um, it was nice to bring that skill along and uh, feel worthy of being down there. And driving a boat through those rapids is the best part. You can hike all the ways to your mama's house and uh, still not going to be as good as this whitewater. Um, the 20s, there's a bunch of... White water, It's fun. Um, it's called something dumb. Like, the, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It wouldn't it be troublesome 20s. I don't know what it would be. Because they're just, like, fun. And it's rare to, like, have a bunch of rapids in a row like that in the Grand. A lot of times you'll go a long time without seeing a rapid. and that's why I don't like to wear a dry suit. It's just, like... I think my first trip I did it best and I like spent some money on some gear and uh like neoprene socks and booties but now I have combat boots which are way better but still with the neoprene socks uh all about keeping your fingers and toes warm especially your toes and uh and then I just wear like long underwear maybe if it was cold throw on some fleece pants and then I had a pair of dry pants to keep all that stuff dry and then all day the weather will change it'll either be cold or sunny for like a little bit and uh, it's usually like start out in like a fleece and if we're not doing any white water like sometimes you go like five ten miles with no white water I don't have a gasket around my neck. I'm just wearing a fleece. And then if I'm going to do like a small rapid, I'll just throw on my long rain jacket. That like covers my butt and put my hood on and try to keep everything dry. If I'm going to run a big rapid, maybe I'll take off my fleece, throw on my dry top, or just throw my dry top right on over my fleece. But that's a little hot. Semi-dry. Top. Um, But a lot of people will just live in their dry suits and stay warm that way. I think I brought, like, a big pair of mittens on, like, my first trip and just wore those, and then, like, instead of, like, dealing with some stupid, like, neoprene glove, like, none of those really work. You're just going to have wet hands all day, and so I like to just have really nice mittens and keep my hands nice and warm if it's cold out in the day if there's no white water, and then if I'm running white water, I'll have cold hands for five minutes at the very most, you know. Here, a little bit about the gear you might want to bring. Um, but yeah, I don't wear dry suits, cause, not because I'm trying to be a tough guy, but I have eczema, and uh, gaskets are really hard on my neck. Man. All right. Redwall Cavern. Gotta stop there. Bring a Frisbee. It's fucking dope. Hope for rain. I don't know. I think I've seen that rain there once. Uh, let's see. Could stop at the Marble Canyon Dam site for some more information about the fuckery. Um, let's see. You know, the river kind of meanders. And, uh, and then I, th- like, I'm sure that I remember doing some dumb hike side canyons, but eventually you get to Nick Week. I usually try to camp there. I've laid over there. I think that's unnecessary. (laughs) I think you can just hit it up and then leave. Um. But yeah, get that classic picture. Or you can not walk up that steep-ass trail. I've done both try to go every other that's a some hikes I have to do every time because they're so awesome but that's kind of an every other trip kind of hike for me I feel like I skipped it the first time I stayed there because I knew we were going to come back there and then I did it the second time it was fine and then I did it again for some fucking reason and then I didn't do it again all right let's see Or maybe I go up there every time. And maybe not just that first time. I don't know. It's steep, though. That's all I want to say. Let's see. Then the little Colorado comes in. Sure. One time we went up there a little ways. I don't think you're supposed to do that. Like in our boats. And like, everything's pretty much under seven as far as class goes. Except for, uh, oh, whatever, House Rock. So, like the one dude who is learning how to row. I mean, it's almost a pretty good, you have a lot of flat water to learn on, a lot of really strong eddy lines that you'll learn from, and then. It kind of eases you into all the rapids until you run your first class eight at mile seventy-seven, called Hans Rapid. Right? Did I miss one? Yeah. Um. Want to say? Yeah. <laughs> so, on my last trip, which is probably one of my favorite, it's probably my favorite trip. Really good group of people. Um, we never laid over. We only double over, So that was sick. And uh, so did like four or five double layovers. And pushed big miles. And did some good hiking. But um, Emily... Who listens to the podcast, shout out. Oh, here, I'll read one of her reviews. I'll embarrass her. Um, let's see. She didn't write the suck the dick one. That one wasn't nice. Um, let's see. It's like a beer drinking, drug doing, music playing. Um, what's this? I scribbled this in, so... Something white water loving carnage getting Podcast. Sorry for ruining that, it was, a, it was a very kind review. Thank you for all the people who gave me feedback, really do appreciate it because this is an experiment. I don't know what I'm doing, I'm just getting high and drunk and trying to talk about white water. And uh, so, anyways. Um, Emily was on that trip rowing a 16 foot cataraft and uh, like I said you haven't really done any big white water yet and we we're starting to set up for a big white water day we we're going to run a couple big ones the first being right? Huh. and and I think we're going to run through a few of them cuz then they all kind of happen cuz it's like Hans and Sock Dodger and we have like a couple little rapids before you get to um even like Uncar is like a class 6 and Neville's. um you run a class 4 so it's like a class 2 called Tanner Rapid I'm rolling up on it Uh, I think it was running like around 20,000 on this trip and uh, um, just kind of look up and you see like a huge hole on the right, I think. And I was just, I'm like, I'll just go left and then there's nothing. Um, Emily didn't see that hole. (laughs) And she dropped into that thing with a shitty angle and just flipped so fast. Uh, but we picked that. Sh- we got that shit picked up so fast. Um, there's a big old eddy. There is an island though, and luckily we got it pulled over before the island, and everyone got pulled over except for one boat. So we were able to flip it over, and then uh, she rigged it really good. I don't think she lost anything. And yeah, and then. It kind of, and so, like, if you are a TL and you're setting up, like, where are we going to camp and trying to figure all that out? That plan is going to change, so don't get too attached to it. Because I think I was planning on doing a pretty big day and instead, like, flipping a boat, it just takes a lot of time. So I want to say we, like, camped, maybe we, like, camped above Hans. And then that sets you up to do, like, all of them in a day. Um, you stop at Phantom Ranch real quick and then get it done. I've uh, camped above Phantom Ranch, which you kind of have to do if you're, like, picking up people there. Which fuck people that want to hike in. <laughs> Um uh, Phantom Ranch, if you don't know, is a place where you can get a souvenir. And there's a gift shop and you can send out postcards and you can get an overpriced Snicker bar or beer. I like to get a hat. I love my beanie. It's fucking nice fleece beanie. Phantom Ranch. And then you leave Phantom Ranch, you run more big rapids. I've left Phantom Ranch before, and then camped right above Horn Creek. Um, the campsite above um, Phantom Ranch. Uh, the cremations, like the lower cremation, is kind of a fun camp. I like it over there, and there's like a cool Groover Palace and a little cave. It's fun you're kind of trapped there though against the wall and then you run crystal and then I think um on one trip um I think it's sapphire rapid there's a big hole that I didn't see and uh talking about not seeing big holes and uh, I dropped right into it and I started getting surfed in my 16 foot cap and just getting side surfed and high siding on the other tube as one tube, just like skin surfed, no big deal. And then it let me out and I got like 50 feet away from it. It seemed like, <laughs> and then it just, I couldn't get my oars together and uh, it just pulled me right back in for round two. Luckily, one guy was watching me. Shout out Muppet. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of big holes. Like, even though it's a class, like, four or class six, doesn't mean there's not a giant hole that won't destroy you if you don't see it. Like, somewhere around this area, we bumped into a guy who was solo cat boating, and uh, he'd flipped and, like... A class five. Um, it's just because he went into the big hole. It's tempting. Don't do it. Or do it. I don't know. It's your vacation. Um, so yeah. And you're about 100 miles in. I haven't really been talking about camps much. I could go back. There's camps all over the place. Some of them are great. Do your research. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I've camped above Crystal. It's really loud, but it's fun to hang out there and take pictures. And Those holes are fucking huge. Talking about big holes not to go into. I've seen a boat flipping Crystal. It's all, uh... It's all no, uh, some ginger guy, uh... Yeah, shit, the bed in that rapid. Um. Anyways, um, what made me want to talk about camps is just looking through the map here at 109. You have Bass Camp. I think these are really nice. I want to say I've camped there before, and I almost want to say I've like thought about camping there and had to skip on by because there's been people there. Pretty popular camps. Um I mean, if I had my journal, I could maybe get into more info, but whatever, lower upper Garnet, sure, Waltenberg, I feel like I've camped at some of these, sure, I don't know you get to elves chasm, I show like people jumping off there. It's a pretty sketchy jump. I'd be careful. I think I know people who have hurt themselves there, um, and in the winter time, it's really not worth it. I've done it, like, one out of four times. It's, like, worth it to go check out, but, like, swimming around there is a summertime activity, I feel like. Especially, I don't know if I already passed it, but the fucking grottos, dude, fucking went in there with a bunch of idiots. Um, pretty much got hypothermia. My body gave out right as I got back to shore, and then we set up safety, because people went, like, further, but I went through one pool, and I was like, oh, no way, like, this isn't good, um, upper blacktail camp, yeah, sure, badass camp, yeah, um, yeah, I just, I just feel like all the camps are good, if you're going to the winter I, I usually just look at i bring a list of uh good summer sun camps and at least have a couple good like <clears throat> a layover day at a nice sunny camp will just mean the world to your freezing winter crew i mean i don't want people to get the wrong idea it can get cold as fuck. you wake up in the morning uh, snow in the sand, snow in the peaks, um, woken up to frozen booties you gotta throw on, just, um, it's cold, and it, it's the desert, so every now and again, it gets a little warm in the daytime, I, like, to take my shirt off, try to get a little sun, and then at night, it gets really cold, just wear warm shit. My last trip, I loved what I had, I had, a. Uh, Like, moccasin slippers with a cover boot um, that I used to wear dog sledding. And uh, probably just, like, long underwear and flannel-lined Carhartts. Or sometimes just uh, fleece pants with long underwear. Just a couple layers. And then a big coat. Cover your ass. And then you can have fires in the wintertime. So that's awesome too. So that's another perk. Um, you can collect firewood. You can always have fires in the grand, but you can collect firewood in the winter. Driftwood. Hmm. Well, about halfway through, I might take a small break. Um uh the dollhouse. People like that. It's cool. Um Bedrock Rapid, uh Sean Gore hit the bedrock there once. Um the line is to go right. It's harder than you might think. You really have to set up early and really want to go right. Because all the currents going to the left, and if you go left it kind of pushes you into the rock and you ride up on it sideways and flip is one of the options or ride on to a boat that's flipped but I think on that trip like three of the four boats went left or maybe there's five boats I don't know mirror, mirror. <clears throat> about finish this bloody I don't know if I want another one I think I'll do a beer I want to get these olives out here, though. if you guys know any olive companies I want to sponsor the show hit me up hmm mm-hmm yeah I'm gonna take a break um i'll be right back hey there folks so welcome back to the ross show by roscoe i'm your host you can call me ross or roscoe either way um welcome back um let's see where are we uh i think i started filming the beginning or recording this podcast like a month and a half ago um I mean, a week and a half ago. It hasn't been that long, but still a little bit of time's passed, but I'm going to try my best. I should probably just record everything straight and call it an episode, but I wasn't done yet talking about the Grand Canyon in the winter time. I've got uh, a torch that works. Um, I'm going to do these dabs. Alright, I finally got a torch that's working, and my fucking nectar collector is clogged, but don't worry folks, I got it under control, crisis diverted, um, I think I'm gonna get a real ass hit, I'm gonna take a huge fucking dab, um, yeah, I I think it's due, it's like a Tuesday, um, beginning of February... Boy, who, 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 that's a shit, oh yeah, all right, whoo, <coughs> yeah, let's get this fun train started, I got a bloody, whoo, it's three o'clock, perfect time for a bloody, you're not supposed to start drinking until five o'clock, they say, but. Bloody Mary is what you do before you start drinking. So I figured it would be a safe bet. Um, and plus, I got that uh, real deal fucking Bloody Mary mix on lockdown, son. I got these habanero horseradish pickles. Ooh, it's snack time, bitch. Mmm. 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 Ooh. Mmm wow man those got a kick fucking delicious I'm already feeling better hmm got off early from work thought what the hell let's fire up this podcast get this episode 3 finished um yeah I gotta grab my trusty dusty map all right got my green canyon map and i did make a mental check of uh where i left off i think i feel like i was like halfway through you go at I. we're kind of talking about some of my friends flipping once you get into the bigger rapids and uh i didn't even mention I mean I didn't really go through all the rapids. Um let's see, where are we? If you're following along on your map, we'll go to uh page 12 is Tanner Rapid, where Emily flipped. And then if you keep going, you got Uncar. It's a pretty burly rapid, if I remember Hans. Uh, class A, sock Dodger, grapevine, Zora Coaster. Oh, it's a five. Just a seven foot drop, I see. Um. Okay, and then you get to Phantom Ranch. Um, I forget if I talked about Phantom Ranch or not. I. Mean, i must not have um phantom ranch if you don't know is a place on the river where uh i probably just talked about this see that's the problem with pausing the podcast halfway through and then trying to just jump back in but Um, I don't think I told the main story I wanted to tell about Phantom Ranch. Um, But there's water at Phantom Ranch. You can get an expensive candy bar, like I probably mentioned earlier. Perhaps a hat or a souvenir. Um, But on my first trip, um, we had people hiking in from there. Uh, We laid over there. Um, Yeah, I just... A lot of my stories are, I feel like they're just a a teensy-wincy bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, they're incriminating. (laughs) Um, but anyway, so we'll skip the first story. Basically, I just got too fucked up. Um, it was pretty wild. I finally came to at like two in the morning. The next morning, people came into my tent and brought me whiskey. I must have uh, really done something. I don't know. Uh, There was a drum involved. That's all I really remember. Okay. um, On the second trip. uh, The second trip, I haven't really talked much about that one. Except for that it was just a couple days after we got done with the first trip. Um... We finished the first trip in 35, 31 days. Um, we drive to Flagstaff, get there that night. After we stopped by the in and out I feel like that's a must. Especially after a trip like that, which was vegan, gluten-free. Um, I, I would literally kill your mother for a burger at that point. Um, anyways... Uh, That was uncalled for. I wouldn't. Sorry about saying that about your mother. I take it back. Um, So I drive to Flagstaff. Have a hotel. um, And then stayed the night there. And then some people stayed another night. But I left that night and went back to the pudding. So I did 31 days. One night in Flagstaff two more at the put in from the original two and then another 35 days so let's say uh not a mathematician um i was gonna try to like be all smart and do the math real quick in my head and then i'm like that's not the right number let's see Yeah, I think it was like seventy days of camping in the Grand Canyon National Park and one night in Flagstaff. Yeah, because on the when we got done with the trip, I didn't even stay in Flagstaff that night. I just drove home. <laughs> had enough of you, Arizona. Get out of here. Um, so the first trip was eight people, and then it went up to nine, and then drop down to seven. Um, we had one guy hiking at Phantom Ranch, like I was saying, so that's why we laid over so they could go grab that guy. And then we found, like, one of those camps right after Phantom Ranch. They're not bad. I think it's the same thing where you're getting, like, bumped up against the rocks all night, but pretty decent camp i remember waking up there one morning with snow on the ground um i think that in like in my 100 plus days camping in the grand in the winter one time there was snow in the sand so um i know people who have like taken late uh middle fork trips it's like dumping snow there's like six inches on the sand sounds miserable I really don't think you're going to get that on, on a grand trip in the winter. Like, like weird weather's probably happened down there that I haven't seen. Um, but like, for instance, like right now there's a really big storm going on in that area where like when like Flagstaff gets a couple feet of snow and like people's parents of, who have kids on the trip will usually freak out thinking like, Oh, it's so bad down there. But down in the Canyon, It just finally gets cold. Like, if I feel like if it's dumping in Flagstaff, that means like you're going to hit some low temperatures, but you're probably not going to get that amount of precipitation down there. Um, And I think it more so just says about the rest of the trip, it's really nice unless there's like a system running through the area and then it's going to be cold. And by really nice, I mean, I mean 60 degrees, (laughs) like today in Colorado. I was like, wore my winter jacket, freezing in the morning, um, ate lunch outside because it was so nice, and then on my way home I had to stick my giant parka in my backpack. Luckily it was, it was just big barely big enough to fit in that little thing. Um so that first trip went pretty smooth as far as group dynamics uh went. Um, I think there was one girl and she was like banging the TL at the beginning of the trip. And then at the end of the trip, banging the TL's friend. So there's a little drama there. Uh, not really the biggest amount of drama that we saw on that trip. I'm building towards something. If you can't tell, I have Phantom Ranch. Um, a fun time at Phantom Ranch. Um, on the second trip, it was 15 people, I want to say. Maybe it was all the ways full, but I think it was just 15. Or maybe it is 15 full. I don't know. If you, Maybe you know, maybe you don't. It's either 15 or 16 people, right, that you can bring on this trip. I don't fucking know. I'm not trying to bring more than 10 people down there. I'm not even trying to bring 10 people. Fuck that. Eight people. That's how many people you need for your Grand Canyon trip. <sighs> fucking... Yeah. There had there's maybe there's fourteen people on that trip and fifteen is the max. Maybe that's what I was thinking. On this second thirty-five day trip, um, still kind of the same group dynamics as far as not a lot of boaters. Um, Mentioned already, but uh, Scott, one of the boaters, uh, he's the guy from Honduras. So like he's an actual boater. I'm an actual boater. The TL is a kayaker who has rowed a handful of times, but I mean, he's not a commercial guide. He doesn't own a raft. He's a kayaker, which is fine if you want to be a fucking bitch. Just kidding. Um, I'll try to be as inclusive to kayakers as I possibly can, but I'm just not that nice, and I think you're all fucking out of your minds. Why would you sit crammed into this fucking Tupperware? You're not leftovers. What are you doing in there? Get a real boat. Fucking idiots. They make them small now. Just get a small boat. You can bring a cooler instead of bombing my beers. I don't know. So anyways, um, yeah. Even more people still, I think we added one like rookie boater who I think she got on the oars like on day 15 or like day 20 ish, like somewhere we'd done all the big ones except for lava. That kind of like no man's land. And, uh, She rode a boat for all of, I don't know, three seconds until she popped it on fucking schist. I don't know if that's the right word. Schist. Some sharp fucking rock just ripped the biggest hole in our school's cataract. Oh, shit. And then I was put in charge of um, patching it. And I knew I didn't have the right glue because I brought a patch kit for my boat, not for, like, the trip. But apparently they didn't bring patches for their PVC boats. And so we tried to put a hypalon patch with glue meant for hypalon onto a PVC boat. That didn't really work. So we had this cataract with just three of four chambers. Luckily, that thing... Cause like some of those cataracts, you never know if it's just the one tube is sometimes a chamber. Or this one, it was split in half like a typical boat. So we were just missing like the back left corner. And so we attached a ducky with like a barrel on top of it. We portaged it around lava. Because um, if it would have hit anything, it would have just destroyed that thing. Um. So, yeah, the TL didn't even get to run lava because he was afraid that people wouldn't catch the eddy. And so he stayed there with that boat. Crazy. Pull the permit, take all these fucking idiots down there, and you don't even get to do the one fun thing to do in the Grand Canyon. Run lava falls. <laughs> um, so, anyways... The second trip, we added that chick who, um, who popped that bow, and then, oh, we added a chick guide, who I may or may not have been dating, fuck that bitch. Anyways, don't really want to get into that, um, <laughs> I better do another dab, it's a dab o'clock. Um, so we added one more boater, and then at the very beginning of the that trip, the second trip, um, the TL, the kayaking TL, uh, broke his hand and could no longer row. Um, so we taught another person to row, a guy who like worked on sailboats, like ah sailboat inflatable boat, what's the difference? Ooh, there's a little one, get me warmed up, <coughs> I wish I could tell you what kind of dabs I got here, but I lost the lid, but this fucking wax is so clear, it's fucking dope, um, sh- I feel like when I do dabs while I'm being recorded, I should like make a noise to let you guys know that I'm enjoying it. (coughs) Boy, howdy. (coughs) So now we got all these people. We got like two extra boats. Oh, I guess one guy did bring his boat and he was a private boater, but never boated anything that big before. He was in this little 13-foot boat. He made it through everything but Lava Falls, so good for him, you know. (coughs) Um... And that's why I ran a pretty bitchy, a bitch line lava my second time. Cause that boat flipped right in front of me at the top. So I was just like running conservative safety, you know, sweet boat. All right. Um, so like that second trip, um, the people who are on it from the first trip are me and the TL, and the kid who learned how to row a boat, and then the boater from Honduras. And the boater from Honduras knew the TL because he had two friends who were going on the second trip, so they came down for the second trip, and there, and uh, the guy from Honduras's girlfriend, and then this like group of backpackers. It was like two brothers and their girlfriends or like a brother and sister and their significant others. But they're they're like a four pack of people. And one of them rode on my boat for a while until her boyfriend started. He was the guy who learned how to row instead of rowing. So obviously she hopped on his boat, um, which I don't think she actually wanted to because she knew that my boat was safer. Um But she was a great companion. Like Ira, he was the first person to ride on my boat. And uh, chill, dude. Um, Really only complaint is he didn't come packing with the things you need. You know, like he would bum my tobacco and my weed and my beers because he had none of that. Like, like some of those guys brought like one package of Bugler. Like that'll last you like five hours. Like, what are we doing here? Um as E-Man always says, if you're going down the Grand, think of the habits you have, like how many beers, how many smokes, how many joints you want to smoke every day, and then double that because you're not doing anything else all day other than those activities. So better come packing if you want to like her. She wanted she. So Ira bummed a bunch of my shit. It was fine. I was probably overprepared, but I did run out of smokes. I did run out of beer. Would I have if he wasn't bumming off of me? Yes. But I would have been twice as drunk and stoned. I mean not stoned. Smoking cigarettes, sorry. Got that confused. I get I get those two things confused. Anyways, um let's see. Oh, she um she didn't smoke or drink. And uh so she didn't bum any of my shit. And Her vice was chocolate, and she had, like, a different bar for every day. So every day I get a little, I would bum some chocolate. Look at that. The raft guide doing the bumming? When does that ever happen? Not when you're hanging out with kayakers, that's for sure. Oh, you ever, like, kayaker ever fucking have something that you didn't have? No, because he doesn't have any fucking room in there. I couldn't fit my huge cock in one of those kayaks, I don't know. If you don't get that you're obviously not Norseman. um sorry i feel like i've got like 10 stories out right now and i'll try to tie this all together but um anyways there was a lot of fucking people on that trip there was fourteen people. Um, I knew the TL, the people I'd met on the first trip, and then the other boater on the trip. Fucking bitch. Um. Can't wait to talk about the other two trip. Or never mind. Yeah, just one of them. I guess. Damn it. Um. Like I, I, could have just like told that the story I want. I'm about to tell in like thirty seconds, but ah, uh, all the buildup. So, and the first trip, the guy from Honduras, he talks about Honduras a lot. Whatever, I like to talk about boating. Look at me, I started a podcast just to talk about boating. You want to talk about boating? Sure, I'll listen to you. Especially in a different country I'd never been to. Great, let's hear it. The TL doesn't have the same thoughts on me on this opinion, and he would get all annoyed um, by the guy talking about Honduras. For sure, you can be in the moment, enjoy the grand, but also talk about other rivers with other boaters. And being the two only people that drive rubber, well, I like talking about rafting with him because he's the only one who understands what the fuck I'm talking about. So that didn't bother me at all and then the other thing was that uh the TL kind of he like sent out emails before the trip to like get people's input on the trip and no one took him up on that so that's everyone's fault it's like just because it's hard being the TL be of course but sure It would be great if everyone got to suck every little cock and lick every fucking nipple in the Grand Canyon. Those are analogies for uh, waterfalls and, uh, I don't know, scenic views. Um, But it's just not possible. And... I think you should, like, that's why you should go with people that are similarly interested in stuff that you are, you know, like, have kind of the same, I, and there's ways to, like, let people sit on the beach and get fucked up and let other people go for a hike. But I think it's more of, like, where you camp and things like that and, like, sure it could be nice if everyone got involved and was like, oh, we want to camp here to do this little stupid hike or, um, you know. But when you're down there, and I think I'm just reiterating it point from the first part of this, but I just feel like you have to get those fucking motherfuckers down the river in a timely manner. And it's like, It's hard to just sit at camp and, like, talk about our feelings and where we want to go down the river. I'd rather just everyone get drunk one night without me and I go up into the canyon and take my map and a flashlight and just plan this fucking trip out and then change things as we go. You know, go a few days without a real plan. But then once you get closer to the end, be like, all right, let's figure out how we'll get here in the best fashion. And I feel like that usually ha like I remember I've made plans like that and like a naked weep. But on this trip, anyways, the TL, he tried to email people like for like he emailed like, what kind of food do you want to eat? And I was like, I want to eat like spaghetti and like, you know, I don't know. Uh beef jerky um you know let's do uh already cooked sausages or something I don't know no this is vegan gluten free trip I learned so many new foods like this was a long time ago this trip this was in like two this was like a decade ago. holy shit, getting old son. Yeah, this was in 2010. I didn't know what quinoa was in 2010. I wasn't wiping my ass with kale yet in 2010. Fucking millet, I bet you still know what millet is. It's fucking, should be called shillet. I don't know. Stupid. Fucking. You know, people eat seaweed that's not just wrapped around rice and raw fish. They'll just like eat it. Just like a snack. Shit, some of that stuff I like now. But some of that seaweed just tastes like the sea. Some of it's good. Get it sea- I like to get it seasoned in wasabi or something, you know. But Fucking. I mean, I, I learned how to make curry down there. But mostly what I would do down there. We had an open pantry. It was your night to cook. You just cook whatever you want. Ooh, real fun. You can be creative in the kitchen because you can just cook whatever. But guess what? There's no fucking grocery store. So guess what happens when you just like people are making bad decisions and cooking way too much food and then just throwing it away? Well, you never get that food back. And uh, then you run out of food with just like three days left in the trip. And uh, you just eat popcorn and uh, you take m- fucking mesquite flour and mix it up with water and then you just eat mesquite porridge it's fucking delicious okay so anyways um the guy who boated in Honduras his name's Scott uh, uh, Scott um he wants like everyone to be involved cuz he's like this is all of our trips it's like is it? did Scott, did you do anything? You just drove here in your truck with your life jacket. Meanwhile, the planning of a fucking 60-day expedition happened. And where were you, Scott? Probably fingering your butthole in the Rocky Mountains. I don't know. Fucking... Tele-skiing, bruh. Fucking... Earning your... Earning your turns, bruh. Ah. And I like Scott. Imagine how the TL who didn't... They just bumped heads immediately. Just a fucking... An ego battle for the ages. These guys fucking hated each other. Oh, they probably knew it in the first, like, hour meeting each other. Maybe they pretended for a little bit. But, like, in the middle of that first trip, you're like, yeah, like... People, like, sorta picked sides on the first trip. But, like... Like... Even, like... The one guy that should have had the T.L.'s back like his fucking home slice. And if any of these guys end up listening to this podcast, which I don't think it would be on their radar, but if they do, sorry if I hurt your feelings, DM me, bro. We can talk about it. This This is how I saw it all happen as an innocent bystander of fucking bullshit drama that doesn't belong in a beautiful canyon. Man, that's a good Bloody Mary. Usually I wouldn't drink a Bloody in like the afternoon. It seems like a weird choice, but I worked hard today. I just felt like felt a little dehydrated after working yesterday, sweating my ass off. And so, you know, I just need these vitamins, dog. Mm. All right. Yeah, so, like, he he brought, the TL brought, like, his, like, right-hand man, like, they were growing dope together, just, you know, living together, you know, partner, same crime. And, uh, like, that, like, on the first trip, like, even that guy, I think maybe it was just because he had been... Like, hanging out with the TL so much. Maybe it was just too much. And, like, he was ready for a break. Like, I didn't really know the TL that well. Like... I would buy OZs from him, but... I mean... And I liked the guy. And he was the only person i knew on the trip and he brought all people he knew but i think he knew all of those people about as well as he knew me i think um like more than acquaintances like people you've done like a couple adventures with i feel like he'd hike the at with a handful of these people and So lots of hiking experience, no rafting experience, you know. So, on the first trip, at the very end of the trip, like, second or, like, second to last day, like, we're out of the inner canyon, I'm pretty sure, we had to be, it was like some shitty camp, we weren't like all the ways out into the lake yet, but we were like past diamond diamond creek is one of the takeouts you have to pay the indian reservation there so and then um you can take out like i think it i I don't want to really look it up like mile 250 something right and then the rest of it like 290 it's another like 40 miles through the lake some people don't like to do that I think it's fine. You get in the winter time you get 25 days to get to Diamond Creek. 25 days to Diamond Creek. Um and uh, then you get like three more days to pass them. So, it was in that like last section. And I didn't even know that he was mad at all, but apparently he was mad and he left camp and crossed the river in his kayak and camped on the other side of the river away from everybody. (laughs) And, you know, I think like a lot of people who love nature and love the river are like that. Like they didn't come down here to hear about your trips to Honduras and your bullshit and what you think of South Park. They came down there to fucking raft and, just be in nature 100% of the time and just, you know, getting back to your roots. So I get that, that, like, you'd want to, like, leave, but I think he was, like, pretty upset, and I have no idea, but apparently he was mad at Scott, and I think it had a lot to do with just this idea of, you know you're the TL, but it's our trip to like, we want to do some of the stuff we want to do, but I don't even think he had anything in mind. You know, I just, I think he was really pushing for group involvement at the same time the both groups like really fine with just like doing whatever. And then it's more of a, well, you want to do other stuff. Why don't you talk it out to him? But he wants to make it like a whole group thing. So on the second trip, um, he didn't want Scott to go at all. The TL didn't want the Hondur, the dude from Honduras to go at all. He's a white dude too. Just not, he's not from there. He just went there. Um. Yeah, he didn't want him to go at all, but. I pushed for him to go because it will be so funny that I spent the whole last podcast talking about this and you're like, yeah, you already told this story. Well, maybe I'm doing a better job this time or not. Get the other side of it. But, well, I'm about the same out of best, so never mind. Um, so I pushed for him to go. I didn't even care about the drama between them. Because I think at first, I didn't even fucking notice on that first trip. I'm like, not my problem. I'm having a great time. I'm not aware of anyone else other than me. Right? So, like, I pushed for Scott to go on the next trip. Because pro- if I wasn't there, he would have definitely kicked him off. And he's like, I'll teach this other dude how to boat. But I'm like... Like we're already scamping on boaters, you know, like. I just felt like. The guy runs clean lines. Who cares if he's a dick? Don't hang out with him. It's a pretty big place. Um. So then. Once again, I have no real memories of. Like, conflict at all, like, other than, like, maybe one time, like, he's like, well, maybe we want to do this. Like, Nick's just trying to get all all those fucking people, 15 people down the fucking river. It's like, let the man do his job. You're not paying him nothing. You didn't help him out at all, you know? Uh. I feel like I should have listened to the first part of the podcast. So I knew what I talked about. I just forget if I talked about Phantom Rancher. Because. All right, I'll get back to the main thing I want to talk about, but sidebar. So I mentioned that. I did all of those days, uh, In the Grand Canyon, right, thirty-one days. Then one night in Flagstaff, and then that we just got there late that night. And then the next day, we flipped over the whole trip, so we like deep cleaned everything. But the the main project, which got me out of Flagstaff a day early, because I volunteered. I wanted to drive the gear up to the put in a day early, and then start getting things going the next day on the beach. camp at the like you can camp at like the public campground and in the wintertime it's pretty easy to score a spot there so i don't i never really think about a reservation but maybe things are busier but i went there in the springtime just because i know where it is and can't just to camp there because it's nice it's not even that bad in the winter you know it's so much nicer than on top of the rim it's incredible we got lower elevation. Um, so I wanted to take all the gear down early, and especially as the guy for the job. I know I had to put boats together. I could lead a small group and get some shit done while they dilly-dally and Flagstaff and don't show up till the late afternoon. Entertain the judge with my juggling... Or the judge, the the ranger with my juggling skills. Just because she's judging you the whole time you're there. So, if you're going to behave yourself in the Grand Canyon, I re- recommend doing it at the put-in. That has been a public service announcement. Only for derelicts and dirtbags. Goodbye. Um, so, yeah. um, I got to take everything up there. That second night, or... I guess it was the third night. No, the second night. And, um, but I had to do one thing first, (laughs) which was kind of like we were clean, deep cleaning everything, right? And then packing food and the whole shabam, right? I was in charge of, uh, Here, a little disclaimer. Um, If you're eating dinner, uh, maybe turn this part, fast forward through this story. I mean, maybe what I did was really illegal. I don't know. It was a while ago, right? What's the statute of Limitations? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go for it on this one. So... When I, because of this whole situation, when I go down the Grand Canyon, I pay, I rent my groovers and then I pay an extra $20 for them to clean the groovers out. I drop off ammo cans full of shit to a person to take care of that process. 25 bucks right 35 maybe worth it after this first trip i think we had four boxes of shit um one of them is it or one or two of them is in an eco-friendly box that i got from my boss it's like in this plastic container you like hook a hose up to it and uh And it, like, sprays all the shit out of, like... The tube comes out. And it, like, all seals on. And it's real eco-friendly way. And you can clean it out of the RV park, right? So we go to the RV park. And we plug this thing up. Because we're like... I don't know what I'm going to do with these other two ammo cans that are just full of shit inside. That are lined with a trash bag. And there's just poop in there. We've got these eco-safe ones. So, like, we'll take care of these ones at... The KOA. And so. um, We like get the hose from the guy. Which he wasn't real thrilled about. But he did it for us. And we hook it all up. And. uh, We're just pushing a lot of water. Mostly because. That. That poop we i think we used that one right off the get-go because it would it like hold up the stank the best because it got that and then it's inside of an ammo can um and that boat it flipped in lava and so those things got whirled around a little bit and uh anyways like it was just so packed down it was from like twenty days ago. You know, like we stopped using that thing on like day five or eight. And this is packed down shit that like little garden hose wasn't fucking gonna do shit. Anyways, we keep running water through that thing till we overflow the KOA uh, Um dump or sewage so like shit started coming out of the ground um yeah so we got the fuck out of there we didn't like return that guy's house we just got the fuck out of there it was just sometimes you just gotta leave and we just left it was a nightmare we left So that one, like, I think we did eventually, like, almost get it cleaned. And then I think we maybe just had that one, and then we had, like, three boxes of shit in ammo cans. Maybe four. How many ammo cans do eight people fill up in a 30-day trip? It's a trivia question. Ready, go. Um, I think it's four to five. Don't quote me on that, though. Do the math. You can get the little rubric. We have one of those smart calculators. There's a formula. Um, so, I mean, what do you do with boxes of poo? That was what I had to figure out. Um these days and maybe they had one there and i just didn't know about it i mean i've been on trips more recently where you know you find one of those groover cleaners and you just like pop the thing in there you use like a strap and then it just like and it cleans the whole thing pretty dope um there's got to be one near the grand probably back then too but i didn't fucking know about that I'd been on, like, one o- other overnighter at this point. That was my second overnighter, <laughs> other than, like, party trips down the gorge where you just end up staying the night at Corner Pocket instead of floating through. Um, but, so I had to figure out what to do with these boxes of poo. I didn't know about Groover cleaners. I mean, I could have maybe taken them to Pro and had them clean them for 30 bucks or something. Not that we were gonna pay that on that trip, because that trip I think was like five hundred dollars for each trip, so a thousand dollars for the two months. Crazy. The only person I know who puts on trips for less than a thousand dollars a month is me. <laughs> um because you start renting shit, it'll get expensive real fast. Cause just the shuttle and the And food for that amount of days, it's expensive. So, I came up with an idea. So we went to Wally World, and we got a bunch of big trash bags. And then we went to a car wash, and we the poop was contained in trash bags so we tied off the top of it and then dumped that trash bag of poo into another trash bag and then um we threw those in the dumpster at the car wash and then we a car washed like one of those car washes where you wash it yourself we car washed them bitches like with the spray and everything we had like poop and toilet paper flying everywhere inside of a car wash and uh a little dramatic uh, or, uh um and then ah uh, sorry just a flashback from hell just like shh just poop and toilet paper just smelled like shit and there's just like sh- fucking shit water everywhere just sloshing through shit water at the car wash and uh had a cigarette I remember that I was like you need to be really careful not to touch these hands this mouth but these lungs and this mind need a cigarette so we cleaned those things out and then we took them back to the hotel room and we put them in the bathtub with bleach water and then we took them out of the bleach water and uh, packed them full of food again. So there's a story for you. Okay? Telling stories. Um, so yeah, Maybe I told that story twice. Who knows? Maybe not. You know, though. That's all that matters. So anyways, we're at Phantom Ranch on the second trip. I guess those guys have been bugging each other. I'm not aware of it, but whatever. Not my problem. In the words of Christopher Collins. Um... So at Phantom Ranch, in front of everybody, the TL tells Scott to pack his, get his things together and hike out and get the fuck off the trip, which I'd never seen before. I chill like this. I like act like it's this big dramatic story. I feel like shit happens like this a lot down there. Um, It's never happened on the trips that I've planned because I take people that I actually know that actually have my back, not just random fucking strangers that I sort of know who I went rafting with once and were bond when they're drunk or something. And then hang out with them for thirty days. Or seventy five days in this case, you know, seventy days. Ooh, that's a hot pickle. Ah, oh. yes all right so um and still i wanted to keep scott around on that trip because when you're at phantom ranch you're just about to run a bunch of big fucking rapids It's like, what a time to do this, you know? I'm like, no. There was no way I was going to let that happen. That's how strongly I feel about being a boater and knowing what you're fucking doing. I don't think you can just teach a bunch of fucking chomo hikers that in one afternoon. I felt like he was a real asset to the trip. So I fought to keep him on. They ended up fighting more. I think they had like a little like candlelit powwow. And uh, I mean, they should have just fought on my trips. If you go on one of my trips and you have a problem with me, we'll fight and then Uh, To the death. And then so the other person's not there anymore afterwards because they're dead. And then you just bury them. That's that. Candle lit powwow. Um, Man, I'm just, I'm jumping around a lot, but stick with me. I want to go back in time on that first trip. Kind of like when i saw everything split like the kid the kid who we taught how to boat who was the tl's friend he um his dad came down from fan that's who we picked up at Fan ranch was his dad who did bring a bunch of avocados and if you're gluten-free and vegan that's really the only good thing you need other than cornbread um so that was dope and so like That last night, he was going to hike out, and his son was going to hike out with him to, not the last night, but his last night, um, and hike them out, a popular place to hike out, Havasu. So, they're going to hike out at Havasu. Big, long hike. So, like, right before Havasu is um, Thunder River, Deer Creek. It's the best part of the Grand. Like, we got to talk about it. So... I'm kind of jumping ahead, I guess. I was like, I'm going back, but I'm sort of jumping ahead because I want to talk about Rapids too. But real quick on this hike, it is epic. You got to do it. Um, on the first trip, a bunch of people like didn't want to do it, but the TL and I wanted to go because he'd hyped it up to me. I wanted to do it. Um, and Ira, the guy had been riding on my bow, Who's, you know, he's a cool dude. He wants to do this hike. It's this one. This is like... It's a big-ass fucking dope hike, It's you know? People talk about it. It's awesome. I'm talking about... Uh, we uh, we plan to hike to uh, the throne room, so... We wanted to, like, hang out, and he wanted to, like, do a backpacking trip back there, whatever, but we didn't have time, we got a day behind, and so now we, like, have to get to Havasu the next day... And so that night we make dinner, we eat, and then at like seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, um, the we and Ryder, uh, the dude who ended up banging the girl who the TL brought down, his buddy. So the four of us, and then everyone else, like it, we kind of split, you know, like those guys. They were doing whatever. I have no idea. Um, we said we'd be back at noon. The next day. So we hike into the back country. And you're not allowed to camp out there with the permit. We didn't camp. Ryder sorted it. He napped in one of the thrones. That was shaped like a bed. Um, the throne room, if you don't know, is his room. There's a bunch of thrones. There's usually water there, but apparently you can't count on that because, um, I sort of fucking did one time, and then there the last time I was down there, and there wasn't water there. So if you haven't been down there in a while, I don't know. I'd let you know. Maybe don't plan on that because I usually plan on those water sources, right? So there's, and you can like it's coming right out of the canyon wall, so. You just drink that shit unfiltered, and it's delicious spring water. So, and on your way to the throne room is the patio, and you've probably seen a bunch of pictures of the patio. Patio, Very cool place to hang out. Um, sure. So it was, like, dark when we started, and then we hiked through there, and then we hiked to the throne room, and then... Um, we were going to make a smoothie and the TL thought it would be good if it had mint and, uh, there's mint at Thunder river, which is a ways away. So it's a pretty good jaunt just up to the patio a little further to the throne room. And then you hike across surprise Valley and then down into, um, Thunder river and, That shit's pretty, um, it's a big hike, and then you have to hike out, and, uh, oh, man, I'm gonna have to take a break, because apparently the 60-minute, I can only do a 60-minute segment, so, I'm gonna take a break, we'll get right back into that riveting story about, Thunder River. Bye-bye. Here's a moment for our sponsors. Hey there folks, uh, welcome back to The Ross Show by Roscoe just one last time. Um, I'm gonna have to, uh, just go ahead and call it quits on this one and, uh, just make this part one of, uh, an episode three about winter grand canyon like i knew i wasn't going to be able to fit it into one i should have planned for that but it's kind of a two podcast thing um yeah i mean we're already two hours in i'll let you go thanks for listening i didn't even talk about the one thing i wanted to talk about which was uh hermit rapid uh, my favorite rapid in the world um it's a bunch of waves uh just in a row uh the last one's really big uh it's great uh we'll get into it more next time uh thanks for listening i uh stay classy san diego just kidding um i need to think of a catchphrase um you got anything good nope our live studio uh they're shaking their heads at me they they don't have uh anything good um um oh to all you uh uh cat uh boaters and uh regular boaters, um um catch you, uh, catch you next time. Oh uh, yeah, catch, catch, catch you on catch you next time.